0: Hey, this is Mike Walker, and welcome back to the Control Room Podcast. Uh, For today's episode, I sit down with Javier, and uh, pretty simple, we just talk about our dads. It's Father's Day, and I figured it'd be fun to have a podcast where we share some of our favorite memories with our dads, and life lessons we've learned, and uh, what they've meant to us. So, uh, it's a personal podcast for both of us, and... uh, Hope you guys enjoy, and hope everybody's having a happy Father's Day, and you know, without further ado, let's get to it. Alright, so I'm here today with uh, one of my favorite co-hosts, Javier. Uh, today is uh, today's a good day, today's a special day, today's Father's Day.
1: It's a solid day, man.
0: Yeah, Besides you know. It's working, but you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're both here, but we both got to spend time with our dads. Yep, I yep. uh, Went to breakfast uh, with the family, with my two older brothers, and uh, my brother Chris's wife, and his uh, daughter Michelle. What did okay. you guys do? We went to go eat at a seafood place because my
1: dad loves seafood. Mm-hmm. So I actually woke up a little late this morning. I had to meet them there because they didn't bother waking me up. But that's cool. You know, they yeah, wanna, just, they want to get turned without me.
0: That <laughs> no. wasn't going to wait for you? Uh, no, they were just like, you know, he's probably awake by now. We might as well tell him something. It's all good. <laughs> I, I showed up a little late too, but I did that on purpose because we're never on time. So that's all good. Okay. But yeah, Father's Day is interesting. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, especially with you, um, no disrespect to You know Janelle Our other co-host <laughs> But Men don't really Talk about their Fathers a lot no. And you don't really Hear men talk yeah. You know yeah. uh, Show appreciation mm-hmm. Because a relationship Between a father And a son Most of the time Is pretty uh, It's unique For everybody it pre- yeah. What's the word Tumultuous It's pretty up and down It's pretty yeah. rocky like. Yeah It's weird Because it's like It's, it's how do
1: i explain this for everybody um you know i would say the the reason why i feel like that is primarily because most of the time you're you are a mini version of your dad for sure for sure me i swear when i show people they just start busting up laughing (laughs) because they're like you know you got some facial hair and he doesn't have the full beard but he's got the, the mustache so it's like that's just another, you know. So this is a clone, man. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, for the longest, I hated that. I hated that. But you know, like you say, you know, it's it's kind of like, well, for me at least, we were always butting heads, and I didn't realize it before. But we are very like, and that's probably why, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a solid relationship, you know. It's not like anything else.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I don't really necessarily go through the that uh, with my dad. Him and my middle brother, Chris, um, they are very, like, and they kind of butt heads. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of the same strengths and probably a lot of the same weaknesses. Yeah. I have a thing where I'm pretty different from my dad. And so that's another challenge to where, you know, your your father wants to kind of mold you a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Because they honestly, if they're a good dad, and it sounds like your dad's a great dad... Mm-hmm they want you to be better than them. Yeah. you know They want they want you to achieve things that they never could. But sometimes you don't want to achieve those things. You kind of want to go your own path because you're a different man. Yeah. And I think that's where the friction and the butting heads comes from, especially mm-hmm. like when you're growing older. You're kind of being able to think for yourself and figuring yeah. out, like this is what I like, this is what I don't like. This is kind of what I want to do. And then eventually, hopefully, you know, the father figure kind of accepts. Yeah, they jump on board with that, you know. Right. Like you
1: know, we see how hard you're working at this, mm-hmm. so I'm okay with it. Right. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm like supporting it. Exactly. Know? And they're very supportive. And I got to say, my dad is probably like my biggest supporter throughout my entire life. Like mm-hmm. that is one of the things I definitely want to carry into fatherhood. You know, if I'm ever blessed enough to have children. Mm-hmm. He's got my back all day, every day... You know, sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad, whether it was sports, you're yeah. the best player on the team, you're the quarterback, you take the last shot, you're the pitcher, you're whatever. Uh sometimes it's in the classrooms, if I wasn't doing well, he'd be like, Well they're not teaching you right. It was, it was really, <laughs> really, I wasn't uh, doing my homework, yeah, but yeah. but still So you know, paying attention. To that. He he's got my back. You know, biggest supporter, <laughs> yeah. even with even with the podcast, yeah. you know, he's always he's always listening, always saying, Good mm-hmm. job. So that is definitely like a positive trait that my dad has been consistent with my mm-hmm. entire life, even though we've had our ups and downs. Like he's always had my back. Oh yeah,
1: I think I think it's a well. I only say this because I'm, I think my mom may have brought it up once as like a joke, but it kind of makes sense. of small, I'm talking small, just because you know it's it's nothing big, but a small reason why they like how you say you know they're probably not teaching you right is because you know your dad. Did everything they could to teach you what they know. Mm-hmm. So if you, if someone's saying, "Oh, he doesn't know," it's like, "Excuse me, I taught you're saying you're telling me that <laughs> I don't know." I've right. seen my dad act like that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "But chill, it's cool. You know, it's not you. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. I know you taught me a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I've retained almost everything you have taught me. You,
0: you, you know what you brought it. up something interesting for me. Um, part of it is, and you know, your dad. Your dad is Mexican. My dad is black. And I'm mm-hmm. curious if he had some of the similar experiences. Mm-hmm my obviously growing up during the time period my dad did because my dad's about 70 plus years old okay, yeah, okay. you know black kids weren't treated the same yeah, they yeah. weren't given the same amount of attention yeah. they weren't being treated fairly yeah. when he was growing up so he kind of always has that in his mind yeah. you know like i wasn't being treated fairly you're going to treat my son fairly
1: yeah okay you know yeah. so
0: he's kind of looking at it through that lens as well and also of course like He's like, I'm, I've taught my son this, taught my son that. Yeah. So, I know I know what my son can do. So, you're not a good coach. You're not a good mm-hmm, teacher. Mm-hmm. So, he definitely had that. Has your dad ever talked to you about that kind of stuff before?
1: He has, but... You uh, know, so, like, okay. So, my dad's 65. Mm. He, you know, like we said, he's... Uh, I'm Mexican. He graduated high school. He has a diploma and all that. Uh, he did some college in Mexico City. Mm. When he came over here, he was... I want to say he was 21, but um, I think the only difference with that is he had a language barrier. So he took oh, okay. over there, they offer, you know, the like English classes, and they actually have Mandarin, surprisingly. But it makes sense, you know, like China is like a big, that's you know, a, a whole separate thing. I would say they, Mandarin. They, yeah, they play a big role in, like, you know, supplying stuff. And like, wow. I know, it was weird, but even my mom backs it up. She's like, yeah, I remember. You know they had stuff like that. Uh, that was really cool. Basically, uh, he had his language barrier. So when he came over here, he, you know, he listened to music. You know, his English and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He loved the Beatles and all that. So he kind of picked up a little. But um, how you said, you know, your dad's just like I know what he knows because I taught him that. Mm-hmm. With me, my dad, you know, taught me a lot. But his English wasn't the best. So kind of yes and kind of no to answer Thank your quote. question. You. Yeah.
0: Alright, well, you know, for Father's Day, I figured it'd be fun to share, like, one of your, a few of your fondest memories, or maybe your fondest memory mm-hmm. that uh, you can think of. Your dad, you have any good stories? I do. These two have actually stuck
1: with me. I don't know if it's just because of, uh, I actually did learn a lot, and these two memories were around the same time. It's like, you know, the, well, time-wise, what am I talking Uh, the first one I remember was I was I want to say was 13 Um, me I've always been a really big guy you know kind of stocky not like not fat but just big so I can I can do more work my dad works in the pool industry so does building cleaning repairs all that Um, and I always worked with him since I was younger but I remember one time yeah I just finished middle school and I was mad because I was trying to hang out with my friends in the summertime and my dad's like, nah, you're getting older now. You're going to work with me. Mm-hmm. And when you're not working with me, you're going to work at the house. But... Um,
0: yeah, that's never fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no kid wants Ex- to hear that. It's exactly, like, great. <laughs> exactly. It's like, come on, man. And then,
1: I don't know. You know, Maybe other kids, they did some type of work. But uh, for sure with him, it was it was a little backbreaking, especially for a kid. You know, You're not used to being outside all day. You know always moving but that day for whatever reason you know everything was going smooth you know clients were you know giving us waters and stuff like that they're just like hey we let me we admire that you're bringing your kid you know like mm-hmm. it's our kids don't even want to work and but this, this is the pool service stuff yes okay. uh, but I mean not to be you know I'm gonna just say just because it'll make sense um, he works primarily out here in Pasadena San Marino the majority of ethnicities these uh, like Caucasian people, okay. you know. They, I feel, and I'm pretty positive. I feel pretty positive. I'm not trying to, you know, for the listeners or anything. But uh, <laughs> when I'd go, you know, they got kids too, but they're not working. Right. You know, they they get handed stuff. They probably work in different ways. Like, you know I know, for, I know three of them. I was really cool with. They actually helped me out in sports because they were freaking, they were athletes. But I was like, mm. damn, this is crazy. You know, but I could probably school you in some soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. They they were actually really good at that too. So they made them work in different ways. But um, yeah, this day was really good, and you know, even when we go get our lunch, I freaking loved In-N-Out. So he'd be like, you know, let's go to In-N-Out, and that's like kind of out of our way from his work area. But the point of the story is, I was feeling good, and I was, you know, I didn't see it as my dad just like some type of like, you know, when you're younger, it's like, oh, a freaking dictator you're making me do all this crap. I don't want to listen to you, nin, 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 nin. <laughs> But he was being nice, and he wasn't pushing me as much as he usually did. And I told him, I was like, you know, Bob, I'm sorry for not accepting this before, like working with you. Because I know, mean, like, you see it as bonding time. And I'm starting to see it like that, too. And he just, like, he was ready to cry. Really? Was, yeah. And he was just, because when How I. How like, old were you? I was 13. Okay. But freaking 12 years before that, it was just stubbornness on both ends. I was like, I don't want to work with you. I don't want to be you. Because growing up, you know, from different uh, situations, Everybody's like, well, you look at like your dad. You're gonna be exactly like your dad." <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, no." And on top of that, I have his name too. So I was like, "No, no, no." I was just I was denying it all. He was grooming you. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So I was successor. like, "No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no." Nope. The only person who uh, would help me feel better about that was my mom. Was just like, "You're not your dad. You know, like you're you." Mm-hmm. But that time when I told him that we we're bonding, it was just it was weird. It was like, it wasn't weird, but it was like, it was weird because we weren't fighting, which isn't, a, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. I don't want to fight with my dad, you know, especially now. Yeah. But it was weird because it was like a good feeling that I did not feel a lot with my dad. But that was the first story. The second one, oh damn, what was the second story? Oh yeah. So after that happened, you know, he was like kind of less pressure on my back about a lot of things. He was actually interested in what I want to do in the future, not just like, you know, you have to work, you know, nothing's free in life, da 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 da. da. But he took me to Mexico, and this was maybe like one of the well that I can fully remember because he took me when I was younger. But, you know, when you're like five, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't remember not a lot of things, you know? Yeah. But uh I am now, yeah, I'm like 13 and a ish. This is just a few months later because it's still summertime. He took me to Mexico. Uh, to my grandparents house, and I didn't know he had land out there. I just remembered my grandparents house. He actually has land And I was like would you look at that, you know, and it's weird cuz like you don't see banana trees out here every day mm-hmm. You don't see you know any type of fruit tree Primarily out here like you don't see that on the street or anything But over there like houses would have avocado trees sticking out oh, really like lemon trees banana trees They'd have it, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just pick one of these oranges, and then I'm going to go down two houses and get myself a banana. <laughs> you know, over here, it's not like that. Not at all. So he had this one land just strictly for vegetables and fruits, and it was it was just weird because, you know, over here, we got, like, you know, our farming lands are, like, in the Midwest area. <laughs> but down there, yeah, he just had this whole land just for that. And he's just like, you know, this isn't just mine. This is for you guys, too, because the reason why I keep this land is if you know, I had two older sisters and a younger brother. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you guys ever wanted this, or you guys want to, you know, just like it's a part of you, you yeah. know, like you, this is your ethnicity, especially with my mom. As a side note, my dad worked a lot, so he wasn't always home to help us with homework or stuff like that. But my mom decided to teach us fully, you know, only fluent English. Well, I don't know if you hang out with a lot of Mexican crowds or not, but a lot of them, especially, you know, my generation, so like anything from 20 to 30, if they were raised, I like, well, obviously they were raised in a household with both parents, they'll speak like in a slang. They'll talk to you in English, and they'll sometimes say stuff in Spanish, mm-hmm. or the other way, vice versa. It's not bad. You know, they, thankfully and hopefully, they'll know fluent English. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "I don't want you to be like that because people look at you like, oh, you're just some freaking whitewashed beaner mm. You know, like you're not, you're not fully Mexican, so we're not gonna expect to accept you completely. But you can't really be like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. So my mom decided like, no, you're gonna know English in case someone tries to talk to you like, hola, do you understand? It's like, <laughs> yeah, do you understand what you're saying? Because you said like two <laughs> things that are wrong, you know." But uh, it was just cool. So like uh, when my dad took me down I was like, Yo, I freaking love this, you know. My sisters were like, Yo, it's just dirt at a glance. <laughs> and I was like, But this is I felt a good connection and maybe it's just your roots. Yeah, maybe just because you know, my dad was just like this is it was like a like a like a, a Lion King moment, it's like everything yeah. you see in this lot is yours, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was that was something I will always remember. And yeah, those were two memories for me for sure.
0: That's that's dope. Um yeah, I have a couple. Um uh, the main one that sticks out to me, uh that was that's a dope member for me is I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. Okay. You know, I'm a nineties kid, mm-hmm. the Bulls won six championships in eight years. Mm-hmm. Best player in the world's name is Michael, <laughs> my name is You're, Michael, like you know I'm like, This is my guy. You know I mean? I know. <laughs> this is my guy. Uh, you know, even at work. Unit twenty three, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm still repping him <laughs> But um It was MJ's last year in the NBA when he was, like, 40 years old. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. You know, they're playing at Staples Center, playing against the championship Lakers, Kobe and Shaq in their prime. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen them play before. And so my dad, last minute, was like, do you want to go to the game? I'm like, well, there's no way we're going to get tickets. It's probably sold out. He's like, no, like, let's go. Let's go down there. Let's, you know, scalp some tickets Mm -hmm. and let's go if you really want to go. So, shoot, I'm like – hell yeah like let's go but well, I'm like I'm pretty skeptical because yeah. it's MJ it's yeah. his last game at LA mm-hmm. how are we really gonna get tickets mm-hmm. another thing about my dad you know he he's determined mm-hmm. so we get down there and we're talking to people looking for tickets and people of course are scalping something's yeah. like way outside the price range yeah. finally we find a ticket okay one ticket so he came down there and we got only one ticket for me. Mm. And I guess he just went to go watch the game somewhere at a bar. And then, like, I went in to go see Michael Jordan's last game at Staples Center. Mm-hmm. And that kind of blew me away because, like, wow, he went all the way down to downtown LA, like, yeah. did all this work. Yeah. You know, hopefully to find two tickets, but we really could only afford one. Yeah. And he's willing to do that for me. I saw Michael play. He had a decent game, twenty something points. Kobe Bryant ruined the night because he <laughs> wanted to show out wow. and had fifty five points and didn't want to miss a shot. Uh-huh. It took me years to forgive Kobe Bryant for that, <laughs> but this is not a Kobe Bryant's story. Okay. You know, it was like the sacrifice my dad made just so I could go see like my basketball hero. Like yeah. that's something I'll never forget. A mm-hmm. um, couple other mini stories is like when I was uh, trying to play tackle football and. It's my first time trying to hit like weight limits. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta get on the scale before the game yep. and da-da-da-da-da. And I struggled because I was a bigger kid yeah. and you know, instead of getting mad at me like if I miss weight or whatever, my dad would take me to Burger King <laughs> and buy me a bacon cheeseburger. He's, like, <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, You're good as you are. Uh-huh. You want yeah. you, you wanna feel like don't feel bad about the game. Let's go get you a burger. Yeah. You know, and oh my other one is uh my uh, my junior high flag football coach, me and him didn't get along all the time because wow. he was kind of a he kind of took junior high flag football real serious. He's like yo, this is the next step for the <laughs> yeah. future. Yeah, you know he's like <laughs> using us. You he's know like, you gotta get recruited next year to get to the next yeah. <laughs> level. So he took it, he took himself real seriously, and I didn't take it that seriously. Mm. But anyway, it was a championship game, and you know I'm at junior high, so obviously I don't drive. Yeah so somebody was supposed to take me to the game and i wake up game day no one's at home <laughs> keep in mind i'm a little older than you uh-huh. and i don't have a cell phone yeah, you yeah, know yeah. most people ain't got so this is like 2000 yeah so i can't really <laughs> just hit people up so i'm calling people's like, like yo, work right. you know other people's houses trying to uh-huh. figure out like where people are anyway yeah. i end up getting to the game late Get into the game like around halftime, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a close game. I was a starter, I was like the starting tight end. Okay, coach was pissed at me. I know he saw me because one of them, like two of black, two, like, two black kids on the team, okay. and I was like the, one of the biggest kids on the team. Yeah, yeah. He never put me in the whole game. Our Damn. team lost, Ooh. so as we're, like coach? yeah, as <laughs> we're, and no, and people saw me. So, as we're walking towards like center field to kind of like talk as a team, he's like, Michael Walker, you could just go home. So again, like, I don't care. I'm like, all right, man, I'm out. So I'm walking, and my dad is coming onto the field, and he sees that my team is walking one way, Mm -hmm. but he sees his son is walking another way, and he's like, Mike, what's going on? I'm like, he just told me to go home, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And my dad just looks at me, and he goes, you want me to get him? (laughs) And usually, I'm like, nah, let's just go home. But Mm -hmm. I look back at him, I'm like, he's kind of a dick. Yeah get him. Yeah. So my dad marches over there, <laughs> like the assistant coach tries to step in front. Um, keep so in mind you, keep in mind these guys are like my age right now, yeah. like late twenties, early yeah. uh, thirties. the this assistant coach tries to stop my dad. My dad knocks his hands away. Says, get your damn hands off me. <laughs> you know? And then the head coach like will you make eye contact with my dad? Yeah, yeah he's always in the Yeah. And my dad's like Mike come over here. You sit with your team. So then I came over there like a big old smirk on my <laughs> <back. Exactly. laughs> oh, Yeah, so this is another example of my dad always having <laughs> my back, like no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, to conclude everything, like, is there any like traits or any great lessons or anything like your dad has done uh, this like man. stuff with you?
1: Well, as you've already noticed, me between other well you know especially here at work there's a lot of young you know early 20s kind of mid and i'm more on the younger and i just turned 21 let be 22 this year i don't think like anything i don't think you know there's of course there are other people who think like me but they're probably not as young mm-hmm. so they're just like yeah what, what is this guy this old ass
0: man like, <laughs> this old soul yeah for real
1: i don't mind it i like hoiang but a lot of it is because of him and my mom but for sure, for sure, something that sticks with me that, you know, makes me kind of stand out, maybe primarily in the workforce, just because you're working with other people. He always told me, he's like, if you don't do it, who will? Mm-hmm. And I was like, at first, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, other, like, what do you mean if I don't do it? Like, if I don't mow my lawn, someone else is going to do it? Or, <laughs> you know, if I don't, like, go to work or go to school, like, but with certain stuff, it's just like, yeah, it's true, you know, like. I don't know, if there's trash on the floor or there's just some little things that you see that you know you could do. And then so most of the time, people are just like, ah, someone else is going to do it. And that's where it kicks in. It's like, if you don't do it, who will? Mm-hmm. You know, So most of the time, I will try to do a lot on my own. If someone's being an ass or, or someone needs help at, like, at a store and I see it and she's like, yeah, this person's going to throw their back out trying to pick up this 60-pound <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. And me over here, like, oof, it's just a little pound of flour, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at home and I'm just like, ah, these dishes... School, I got three of their siblings, and I'm like, nah, they're not gonna be here, might as well do it. Otherwise, he's gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. I like that, and I always tell people that. Another one is, uh, nothing in life is free, and you know, most people say that, like, okay, yeah, nothing in life free. but it's like, okay, I don't know, your manager brings pizza to work, like, oh, dope, he didn't pull that out of work, that came out of his pocket, probably, you mm-hmm. know, but he's working, he's hauling ass, probably longer hours than you. See, and you're like oh it's free or you know there's just some stuff there's a lot of stuff in life that's for free you know free flyers free t-shirt free stickers free whatever but it's like someone else took their time or their money or it's not there's nothing like i free you know like right. even people who were you know way back when freaking 200 years ago I don't know colonizing shit like no it's not for free family no they didn't <laughs> build this up right. you know there was probably nothing in life will ever be free you yeah. know Ah oh, man, there's some other stuff. Oh yeah, measure twice, cut once. That's kind of weird because you're like, okay, this guy's talking about working and like cutting tools. Mm. Now this would be other stuff too. You know, if you're trying to get ready for a job or you're gonna go out on a date. You know, you don't want to forget your wallet. I've mm. done that, and it's like mm. <laughs> that's terrible. And oh yeah, no, yeah, but you see, I was just I was more concerned about how I was gonna look. You make sure my breath is good. Uh-huh. Uh, thankfully, the place had like Apple Pay. So I was like, I, was like,
0: I really wanted to ask. I'm like,
1: how'd you pull this out? <laughs> so you look like a boss you paid your phone, dude. Yeah. You're just like, mm, oh, this guy's, nice. gonna, this guy's next even, level. Yeah, I ain't gonna pull my wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah, those are just a few of the things that will always stick with me. That That's dope. Um, I like that. What is it? Measure twice? Cut once. Cut, cut once. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm gonna try and remember that. I've definitely learned a lot. Uh, Sometimes you don't Pick it up right away Yeah Definitely One thing I don't think My dad realizes Is I learned how to Interact And treat women By observing (laughs) him Okay Because you know In a marriage You go through your ups and downs definitely And a lot of things happen Mm -hmm. And Sometimes mom will get upset yeah. you know, My mom is pretty mellow But sometimes she gets upset And <laughs> I've seen her like raise her voice And mm-hmm. things like that And I've never once seen my dad Raise his voice with my mother Okay, uh, He's walked away Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, done other things the Whatever, I'm not saying whether he was right or wrong In the argument But I've never seen him raise his voice at my mother One time mm-hmm. So I carry that in all my relationships And future relationships mm-hmm. To where... You know, if a girl is acting crazy, you know, doing whatever, mm-hmm. I'll never, I'll never give them that same energy. I'll never raise my voice towards a woman. I'll never treat them a certain way, except because that's what I grew up seeing. My yeah. father treated my mother a certain way, so this is how I interact with women. Mm-hmm. Like you never, because obviously men are bigger, more physically imposing, yeah, yeah. Than whatever. But you always keep your cool you always yeah. keep your composure and yeah. that's something my dad has always stressed with me in sports mm-hmm. is to always keep your um composure but you also need to keep your composure in relationships yeah. so that's something that i've never talked to him about but that's something i observed growing up in our household and then he's just relentless in life <laughs> like whether it's his job like i told you mm-hmm. my dad is like 70 something years old owns mm-hmm. his own business not planning on retiring inside because in his mind, like he says, there's a lot of money to be made, you mm-hmm. know. So I should get some of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then even in sports, or I'll, I'll work out at the gym. My dad's in the gym. My dad's been was in the gym before me and left after me. He's 70 something years old. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you training for? Right, like, what are you doing? <laughs> room, like, man? what's going on? <laughs> You just want to live a healthy life, man. But yeah, he plays in softball leagues, and you know he plays in basketball leagues still, or whatever. And it's just kind of <laughs> like, man, I know kids who are younger than me who are like, oh, I retired. Yeah. You know, on my knee or oh, all this. My dad's had Achilles surgeries and all kinds of stuff going on, yeah. and I think that has like that is definitely in me because I know I'm going to play until I can't play no more exactly. and even then you're going to be like "Well, oh, let me try one more time exactly I'm going to rehab yeah. and I'm just going to talk to a doctor and I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out if there's a way for me to get on the court and then even when it comes to just like work working it's something else he told me and you might uh, have been taught the same lesson is you know as a minority you got to be twice as good oh, yeah. as in the person next to you
1: definitely
0: so you know i come to work or if i'm on a basketball team or whatever i keep that in mind like i gotta keep my composure mm-hmm. i gotta work hard mm-hmm. you know i gotta be a good teammate you know a good listener all that yeah. just so i can kind of put myself in position to succeed yeah so you know your dad just drills these lessons into you your yeah. entire life and when you're younger you're just like look i've heard this a hundred billion times <laughs> yeah. so like yeah. can we have a car ride or uh, something without like, you like yeah, can you just uh, yeah <laughs> can you just be cool can we just talk about some
1: casual uh, stuff you'll, you'll be like yo but you want to go eat and then he's just like you know what i worked out there you shouldn't be spending so much money and it's yeah. like i just went <laughs> and then you know you're like you know okay fine you don't have to you try to walk away and like, you know what? hold up you get like I don't know, like two burgers or something, whatever. But it's like, dude, what? you just told me there's food here. Or, you know, like you shouldn't be spending so much money. And now Mm. you're telling me, oh, man, that's hilarious, man. Hilarious stuff.
0: Yeah, like they just can't turn it off. But they can't stop molding us because they want us to succeed and be better than them. To carry on the legacy. And that'll let you know you have a good dad. That'll let you know that they care. Mm. And we are both fortunate to have fathers and father figures in our life, mm. because not everybody has that luxury, Yeah, and you can kind of tell and see where where people are looking for that and mm. seeking it out, so, wow. um, yeah, if I, I'm going to just jump on something
1: you said, like, you know, your dad, you know, he taught you to keep it cool, and you got, of course, with m- most major- uh, minorities, you, they kind of taught you that, whether it's your mom or your dad, you got to work harder, you know, and it kind of sucks, you know, society's slowly changing, so it's not like that anymore, sometimes, mm. The roles were reversed, but one thing my did my dad kind of taught me on that. He's always told me, he like, don't get so mad about things, but don't be letting people push you over either. You know, because mm-hmm. if you're going to the same school, or you know, thankfully I had my mom to teach me a lot. It's like, you know, you gotta stand your ground. You do your work well, then people are gonna notice it. You know, so I think that's what made me who I am today too. Especially like, but uh, no, yeah, I <laughs> I don't really. Not that I'm like, I challenge people, but if someone's telling me shit, I don't back down. I don't right. go, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Unless I did the job wrong,
0: otherwise, no. Yeah, did. Yeah. And that's definitely something fathers teach you, stand up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, have, you know, have a backbone, mm-hmm. you know, if you believe in something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to end on this is one thing definitely that I always keep, my dad told me, is don't worry until you actually have something to worry about. Because people are always try and I, I
1: saw that. Yeah, that. no, people,
0: <laughs> people always develop anxiety and things over stuff they can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? Wait for it to actually happen for real, for before real. you have a panic <laughs> attack. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, my, my dad's so yeah, that makes, yeah. Yeah, so until then, you know, chill mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So, you know, that's why usually you'll see me with the. Oh, smile. And that's the other thing is he always tells me to smile. Have a smile on your face. That's your icebreaker. That makes you more engaging. no nah, I'm like looking at me Dare look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how you disarm people. People might look at you because you're a bigger guy or mm-hmm. you're black, or you're Latino, and they may want to judge you. Yeah. But as soon as you smile and you, you speak to them, then they kind of like, oh, uh, okay, I guess he's alright. You're cracking a crack joke, and you're like, oh, <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. So on that note. My dad, your dad, all the other dads out there, you know, happy Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Control Room. As always, you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Michael D Walker Three. You can also leave a voice message through the Anchor app if you guys want to share some stories. Life lessons you've learned from your fathers that'd be awesome. Uh, special thanks to Javier for coming in um, and uh, sitting down and sharing some really amazing stories and lessons he's learned from his father. It's, uh, you know, if not everybody has a great dad, not everybody has a father figure in their life. So if you have a really good one, it is a privilege. And every now and then, we should definitely show our appreciation. And that's what I tried to do today on this pod. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in, supporting. Uh, Till next time, talk to you guys later.